0: with this list something the whatever face podcast
1: oh but you at least gotta get the name right
0: <laughs> is that <laughs> not, is it not it
1: whatever face is it is that what it's called? no that's what they said it was okay, called whatever, whatever face. face podcast. i thought you were just <laughs> missing it i'm like
0: normally i would give the person the name has been the introduction for whatever face for a hundred and whatever episodes but today I'm gonna let the guests choose what face I call them. And it might be the only time this happens. I do not want the wrath of a pregnant woman on me. I don't want to be, I want to be sty free for the rest of the year. So whatever name you would like me to call you, please let me know that, And that's what we're going with. Um, I don't
1: have a name. Um. I guess um, Mother Cosby.
0: Mother Cosby face, how are you?
1: I am great, Corey. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I speak to you mostly on Georgia's pod, but you've been up here several times, so you know stranger up here. Um, yeah. But I did bring you up here to have some fun. Have you, mm-hmm. not a serious conversation more like an enlightening conversation but we'll get into all that but first i want to know mother cosby what are your cravings do you have any weird ones
1: um not so much and in, in the beginning i was eating like three pounds of apples sliced wow I yeah i found them at walmart which is so crazy they're sliced um, and I was just going through them bags like daily. I was at Walmart. I couldn't find any because I felt like I brought them all. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't I don't want to see another apple.
0: Yeah, um, you and my daughter would be best friends. Well, you would have been best friends. You're appled out. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> when my wife was uh, pregnant with my son, we would. it'd be like 2 o'clock in the morning. She'd be like, you want dominoes? And I'd be like, uh sure. Cause like who turns down dominoes, especially at two o'clock in the morning. But right. Um <laughs> it was Domino's at like two in the morning, and my daughter, it was Chinese broccoli.
1: Yo, that's crazy because I love it. I uh <laughs> like does <the, laughs> Did she want the sauce with it or just plain Chinese broccoli?
0: No, 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 no. She had to have either the brown sauce or the garlic sauce, but yes. never plain. Never plain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I need that too in my life. You, yeah, that's that's good stuff.
0: So Maybe it's the it girls.
1: Be, it Maybe
0: because my daughter came out and she's obsessed with Chinese broccoli. I never put the... You know what? And talking to you, my son is obsessed with pizza. is <laughs> so the first time I put two and two together. She's obsessed with Chinese broccoli. He's obsessed with pizza.
1: That's there you ridiculous. Go. <laughs> yeah, that broccoli go down.
0: <clears throat> All right. So I will add, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, this is not for uh, tension in your marriage. This is just lighthearted. Who's the better cook, you or Mr. Cosby?
1: Mr. Cosby, definitely. Hands down.
0: Now, do you do this thing where um, you just make up random stuff to see if he can put it together?
1: So we used to do that. Like, you know, the, the show Chopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're, they're in a pandemic. So we'll get, like, ingredients, like, random ingredients. And he has to make mm-hmm. a dish. But he's good at cooking. Like, he loves to cook. That's, like, something that he his hobby i guess like he loves to cook and he likes to cook like things outside the box so not your typical you know fried chicken yams and collard greens
0: let me ask you uh, because this is going to lead me into another question uh, a follow-up question to that but mm-hmm. if you had to choose between a personal chef and a maid you already have a personal chef so i guess i know
1: what your answer is Exactly. I mean, all day.
0: So so my answer would have been personal chef because I would like to play that, you know what? Make this. You know what? I got a taste for this and see what they come up with. But um, have you guys ever watched the show Fast Foodie?
1: Fast Foodie? No.
0: All right. It's I think it's on VH1. It's Mm -hmm. three chefs And they bring celebrities up and the celebrity will bring like their favorite meal from any fast food chain. Right. So let's Uh say it's the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. The chef would taste the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Then they have to replicate the same spicy chicken sandwich so that it tastes like the original. Uh Once that round is finished, they then have to create a meal using the ingredients for the spicy chicken sandwich.
1: But they don't know the ingredients. They just got to taste it and guess.
0: Yes. And, and this is multiple, like one day, it was the sausage McMuffin. Uh, one episode, it was like uh, pizza from Domino's and the spicy, the Wendy's spicy, spicy chicken sandwich is actually one of the episodes. But yeah, they don't know the ingredients. They have to just taste the food, mm-hmm. see what they feel like they can get from uh, just tasting it right try to do replicate the original and then they have to make their own original dish dish that um comes up being like the first thing that they made
1: wow that's kind of hard though well i don't know i wouldn't know cuz i'm not a cook you know like <laughs> you try something you're like mm, that got some nutmeg in it like i'm like nah, that tastes like sugar like I'm not. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the same thing. I'm like, I would like, I bite into something and I like seasoning. So I can't tell you, oh, well, yeah, there's a hint of lime or something. I'm mm-hmm. getting cilantro. I'm, right. I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> right. Do that. So uh, yeah, fast foodie, if you if you guys get a chance to watch an episode or two, they're only like 30 minutes. So it's not nothing too crazy. And the whole yeah. time, like, they're laughing and joking with the whoever the celebrity guest is. So it's not yeah. like it's a serious thing. They're, they're laughing, joking. Sometimes uh, if the celebrity is giving them shots, they're drinking. Like, it's, it's a cool show.
1: Oh, okay. I got to check it out.
0: Fast foodie. But um, <laughs> I wanted to bring you up here as part of the second installment of Celebrating Black Women and Corporate America.
1: Okay. I appreciate Um, that.
0: Listen, listen. (laughs) Uh, I see you.
1: (laughs) uh,
0: Just right quick, just tell the listeners what it is that you do, and then I'll ask you questions from there to kind of progress the conversation.
1: Okay, so I work at um, a hospital which is mm-hmm. Yale, Yale New Haven Hospital in Connecticut. Um, I work in cardiology, which I am a coordinator of the department. I basically run the department um, and it's a lot of work. Now nah, you ain't saying with it with your
0: chest out. You ain't saying <laughs> with your chest out.
1: First off, I'll repeat it
0: for you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yale Hospital in Connecticut, and you run the cardiology department.
1: The the echo department.
0: You run the so echo department. I'm
1: yes. Put
0: it on the table. The echo <laughs> department. The black woman running the echo department. Y'all hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: So it's a lot of work because I'm working with so many different people. So I'm um, um I do a lot of like scheduling and making making the schedule for the day. So I'm working with the technologists that actually do the echoes. I'm working with the doctors that read the echoes. I'm working with my manager and my supervisor, um, nurses. So like throughout the day, I'm centralized, like in this quote unquote, we call it the core. And basically I sit there and I'm. I'm basically running the day. So I'm like, okay, you go here, you go there. We got five cases today. This person needs anesthesia. This person needs that. So not only do we do echoes, which is basically like an ultrasound of your heart. We also Mm -hmm. do procedures where they're kind of more invasive, where they put like a probe down your throat and they look at your heart that way. We do stress tests where they stress your heart out and then they take images. They, well, yeah, they, they basically stress your heart to get it to a certain heart rate, and then they take images of your heart. So we see all kinds of people, old people, drug addicts, young people, especially a lot of athletes and a lot of people that got COVID because it's affecting the heart now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a, it's a constant department, so busy, inpatient, outpatient. So let
0: me ask yeah. you this. In I'm not gonna say your profession, in your specific hospital, do you see many people of color one, but primarily outside of yourself, um, women of color in like management positions or um basic not doctors, but like uh I guess whatever the hierarchy is coming down, do you see? More people that look like you as you go up, or are you in um, rare air as one of few?
1: Um, I'm in rare air. So I was, I was the only black person in the department for a while. Then they hired mm-hmm. this guy, which is Haitian. Um. So no, I don't see myself. And cardiology. Okay, I mean it's people of color, like it's a lot of Indians, right? Um, but Asian, like Asian, I, is that people of color? No. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, you get me in if it ain't Caucasian. You got get thrown Yeah,
1: it's a lot of um, it's a lot of Asians and um. Um yeah. But it's it's not it's not a lot of us. There's a few. It's, I've seen a few Africans like, but now we're going up. We're going to we're going to the cardiologists. We're not mm-hmm. talking about the techs. We're not even talking about nurses. <laughs> like supervisors, um, lead techs, like it's it's predominantly white.
0: Okay. The first person that I had on, um, Shalon Cato, she works um, as a sales manager. She used to be a sales manager at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of few African-Americans as females, specifically in a management position at Best Buy, um, she was recruited to work in, on the corporate side for a position that was basically created for her as like a career experience because one of the vice presidents who is black came into her store, saw her, had conversations with her and was like, you know what? I'm gonna put your name in front of um, the right people. I only mention that to ask you is did you come across anything similar where You might have been struggling um, not to just make a name for yourself, but just to do your day-to-day business and then got an opportunity that uh, they don't regret giving you.
1: Um, I, I, I I guess kind of like. I um, received like the highest employee award at Yale because of wait wait <laughs> <laughs> I received the like, highest <laughs> the highest employee award that they could give to any employee at the hospital because of you know just well I they call it like the hero award. So basically, I was doing my job. (laughs) That's what I call it. But I, um, I, um, so we have the Adele Echo department and we also have PD Echo. So Mm -hmm. I work in the Adele Echo lab. And, but sometimes I can see PD, the pediatric um, orders. So I noticed that this one order was in our queue and I'm like, you know, this doesn't belong here. So I called the pediatric department, let them know, like, yo, this patient is in our queue. You should look into it. Now, I didn't know nothing about the patient. I didn't even look to see what they was getting the echo for. Just called them, transfer, whatever, out of my hands, right? So mm-hmm. then, the manager at the pediatric department, um, further went to investigate, and it and it so happened that the per, the the patient needed a stat echo because I believe they had a blood clot in their heart. So they could have passed, like, you know, they could have died if I wasn't, you know, on it like that. So I received a, a award, me and him actually received an award and they, it's called a great catch award. Mm-hmm. And they gave us that. And then later on, somebody nominated us for the hero award, which is like this, they, know they have like a ceremony for you. you you invite your family they talk you know good about you and then they present you with this huge picture like they <laughs> they take a picture of you they interview you and on this huge picture huge picture is like little snippets of what you what they said in the interview or what you said in the interview and then they just plaster it everywhere in the hospital
0: I'm gonna give you your flowers because um, I'm getting the, the perception that you're sometimes like me where you may do these rock star things and then uh, you downplay it as if it is, uh, you know, whatever, I got a hero award. And I wanna give you your <laughs> flowers and tell you that that's beyond dope, especially for you to be in rare air um, mm-hmm. as a woman of color. This I, I do want to give you a follow because that's dope. Um, when I originally thought on bringing you up, this is a learning experience to me because I only know um, of your career from what you share, and mm-hmm. you don't ever, you've never shared that. And that's, no. That's, so this is this is a um, I'm learning as we talk, but I'm so appreciative to have you in this this space. And appreciate it. See, you see you see how God works. Don't tell me yeah. I ain't connected. You hear me? <laughs> don't tell shh, don't you tell me I ain't connected? No, but <laughs> um all right, so being rare, mm-hmm. either prior to your position now, or maybe currently, did you experience sexism or colorism in terms of no we don't want to give her xyz or no we don't want to
1: promote her um no it never affected my I never experienced anything like that where it affected me climbing up the ladder Mm -hmm. um unfortunately this is the highest I can go in this department so um I'm actually looking to go somewhere else um, but you know you experience like things like oh what kind of shampoo you w- use oh can I touch yeah. your hair like stuff like that which I'm just yeah. like what kind of shampoo what kind of shampoo you use yeah. I use the same <laughs> stuff like,
0: what do you mean
1: I could use her herbal essence like <laughs> uh, <laughs> those i i, I experienced stuff like that um i've seen you know people say certain things to the my other counterpart <laughs> that i work with to him that i did not like but that's not my fight you know he never said anything but i just didn't like i didn't like how they approached the situation and they thought it was a joke and it's not funny you know mm-hmm. so just stuff like that like you know little comments and some people you know i do try to give the benefit of the doubt because they just ignorant but then some things is just blatantly you should know better yeah yeah
0: would you say um you're obligated in the position that you're in which is basically the ceiling so to speak mm-hmm. to reach back and pull the next you into that position
1: yeah it's funny because the next me is a puerto rican girl okay and they hired her last year and um she's gonna be my i know she's gonna be my replacement and i just i've trained her i told her everything that i know um she helps she has helped me a lot especially in the pregnancy because i've i've been so sick So she's Mm -hmm. been covering me and, you know, doing a lot and learning even stuff that she probably didn't even know. Um, But yeah, definitely. And she's a woman of color. She's a very proud Puerto Rican. And um, she don't take no stuff. So I think she is going to be a great person to replace me.
0: And celebrating you your placement and where you where you're going Um, because clearly you just said you're you're at the highest you can go here Mm -hmm. and your aspiration is well yeah I'm out of here so I can get something better some not necessarily someplace else but out of this department I'm out of here so I can move up and continue climbing in another department do you feel like um, outside of, I'm just doing a relation to TV here with uh, Khadijah with Living Single, owning a magazine, and
1: yeah,
0: um, uh, Felicia Rashad being a, a lawyer, and um, Vivian Beggs, They never really said what she did, but she was a she was <laughs> a, a teacher, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like? in that relation you now do you want to see oh shonda rhimes another one that uh propels women in executive positions but do you feel like that's something that needs to be more widespread for uh younger kids boys or girls to see like these people of color in top level positions like almost like a commonplace? sort
1: of thing yeah absolutely I mean like especially like when I see the Shonda Rhimes and the Lisa Rays like I'm like yo if they could do it I could do it because you know healthcare. I went to school got a degree you know it's not my passion it's not something that I see myself doing for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. so when I look at the Vivian Banks and the Khadijah's Cause that's kind of like artsy. So like, I want to, I want to put myself out there to do something in that capacity where I actually make a difference, where I actually make a change in somebody else's life. Even if it's just one person, you know, I want to, I don't even want to stay in healthcare. I want to actually go and travel and be a teacher and do seminars and do, you know, expos and empower and uplift like I want to do more than what I'm doing now because I feel like I have more in me to do Mm -hmm. so absolutely the representation is so important
0: one of the things that I I before didn't pay too much attention to but I uh, get hired at a place and. Unknowingly, I'd look for the black people. Oh, okay, two, three, <laughs> four of us in here. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I never paid attention to the like the leadership, mm-hmm. and now as I'm getting older, one of the things that I'm noticing, um, is okay, how many of us are in charge? Like, one of the, blew my mind about billions. I love this show, but I'm like, well, why couldn't we have a black axe arrive? Why couldn't we like. And just starting to put that framework on not just what's on TV, but what's actually in these, these offices, in these arenas, is like, okay, well, where's your... And I don't want just the, uh, the sympathy higher. I want right. you to get some educated black folk in positions of power where it means something. So we can start to see uh, with Virgil, at right. the head of Louis and stuff like that, where you get to see, like, oh, okay, it's not just you know the the old regime where it's a whiteout, right? But my kids who are five and three can look up and be like, oh, I want to be like that person.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's the head
0: of this place? I want to be. I want to have his position. I want to have her position. Who's who's that lady? Ka- Kamala Harris. I want to be like stuff like right. that. I mm-hmm. feel like it's so important um, not just as adults but leaving something for the young ones to look forward to. You know what I'm saying?
1: hmm Yeah, I, I think it's funny you said that because I have a 13-year-old son, which you know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Timberland puppy! <Bobby! laughs> and, you know, I'm on him about his future like what do you want to do what do you see yourself doing and he wants to be a race car driver like that's Mm -hmm. his dream to be a race car driver i don't know if it's because of ricky bobby i'm not sure (laughs) um right (laughs) that's his motto so i was watching i'm a huge fan of the breakfast club and they had this black nascar owner And he was, he was sharing his story on how he became like one of the first, I think it's like him and another person that's black that owns a NASCAR team. And he was telling, telling his story. And I'm like, yo, this could be ding, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's sharing his story. He's from the inner city. He says that he goes back, he brings his, his um, pit crew and they do stuff in the community and the kids love it. And Like as black people, we love cars. We love to go fast. We love to have, you know, nice whips. Like, you know, we want to do the custom paint jobs. We want to, like, that's our lane. And I was telling, you know, I was telling Dink, like, why not be the person that builds the car or make the car? Mm -hmm. Driving Mm -hmm. is easy, you know? Like, why not be the brains behind the car? So I'm trying to push him because he's super lazy. I'm trying to push him <laughs> to think like that. Just like, okay, I don't have to be the driver. I can actually, I don't have to like, you know, get in a car, drive, almost lose my life. I could build this on a computer and have people drive my cars that I make. So that was, you know, that was a great rep- representation for me to even share that with him as a black man. And giving back to his community. I
0: love every bit of that. Um, watch the segue. I love every bit of that because it <laughs> reminds me of how Donda spoke into Kanye's life. Mm. And I told you that I wanted to have a conversation with you about the Gene Yes documentary on Netflix. Yes. And... Come on, that was smooth. Tell me that was
1: smooth. That it was, it was. I, I'll give it to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but in that documentary, um, it basically highlights Kanye's career before it was, before we know him as Kanye West. Three episode miniseries on Netflix, and there's just certain glimpse of her grounding him out. And one scene in particular, he was, uh, she said, you, you come off a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you think I should turn it down? And she said, no, there's, you, there's a way for you to still be in the clouds and still be on the ground. And I'm like, Dad, that's crazy. <laughs> but the, the entire time, this is Kanye trying to get a deal she's talking to, not Kanye who we know now. This is, right. I'm still trying to, like, I'm making beats, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting known for the beats, but I actually want a record deal, and she's selling him at this point where he seems like, oh, well it ain't going to happen because these people don't look at me like a rapper or these people want to look at me like a producer. And I want to be mentioned with the rappers. I don't want to just be a producer. She's telling him, nah, don't lose that. There's a way for you to still be in the clouds and be down here. Because you have to see yourself as great. Right. Not to say that she put the battery in his back, but... uh, Right. (laughs) Um. You said you watched the doc. What did you think about it? What's your takes? Because I'm I'm here for I'm here for it. I got a deep dive on this thing.
1: Okay, so just to be clear, the the third episode don't come until Wednesday, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I asked, I actually loved it. Like every everything about it. Um, I think it actually shows it humanizes him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it it lets people know him before all this stuff happens. And it kind of, to me, it gives me empathy for him, because it seemed like he, he just lost it when the only person that supported him the most died. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Cootie, the guy mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he did a great job with filming everything and it just shows that he was so determined to get what he he knew that he deserved and he wasn't waiting for Rockefeller. He, he did the whole college dropout um, album on his own and you know, even in the stuff that he was saying his arrogance his cockiness I liked it i I like that kanye because it' it just it makes i don't know I feel like it just it's 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 inspiring for for us or whoever that may be in that situation to to continue to follow your dreams even when people say you can't do it because my whole thing I kept saying the whole time while I was watching I'm like why aren't they giving him a record deal? Like he's <laughs> spitting these bars. He spit for Pharrell. He was spitting for Scarface. He had these, these known, well-established people in the industry, and nobody seen him as a rapper. Like, just because he wasn't rapping about, you know, guns, money, and hoes, like I I don't, I don't know. I and I I think. I related. I think College Dropout from 1 is my favorite um album from him from him. Mm-hmm. Watching this documentary has increased that. And also, I was in college when that came out. So I could relate <laughs> to what he was saying back then. I just loved it. I loved how they how they showed his relationship with his mother. How it seemed like she was the one that could talk to him and get through to him. Their relationship seemed so, um, you know, so realistic. It, it felt so genuine. Um, she was super proud and happy and uh, at all his, um, you know, accomplishments. And I just couldn't understand, though, why, he, why it was so hard for him to get a record there. I could not wrap my mind around, around that.
0: Uh, you, you brought up a lot of stuff that I'm going to go back and try to touch upon. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the first thing for me was, I got to Tarantino this. Current <laughs> Kanye, I have not been a fan of. Mm-hmm. Let's say from Yeezus, he kind of, he's winning me back with Donda. And with Donda too, he's kind of reeling me back in, but um from Jesus to where we are now, I haven't been the biggest Kanye fan. And it hurt because I remember college dropout because I am a rock representer, as Hove says. I, I'm I'm Rockefeller for life. So I remember. Yeah. Beanie Siegel in Memphis Bleak and this producer who was on the Blueprint named Kanye West. I'm like, oh, this piece is crazy. So I remember that whole uh, build for Kanye's college dropout. This documentary brought me back, and because the people at my job want to watch it with me, so I've been watching it on lunch breaks with them. Like These young kids that just know Kanye now, they're like, looking at me, getting excited, looking at the videos. I'm like, yo, I remember these things. Like, I, I was telling them, dating myself. I'm like, yo, I used to put anything that was Rockefeller-related on a VHS tape. I don't care what was on it. I would tape over it and have every <laughs> Rockefeller moment, if you will, on tapes. And the footage that Cootie was showing, I'm like, yo, I remember this MTV um Joint the, the first listen. I remember the mm-hmm. making of the Through the Wire video. Like it was bringing me back to, like you said, these memories of college and knowing like what was going on at the time, not just who Kanye is now. Right. What the doc is doing for me, Um, it's bringing me on the inside. Cause like I said, I'm on the outside. I knew he did beats on uh, Beanie Siegel's album, I knew he did beats on a blueprint. But that's as far as it went for me. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, the, the niggas' beats is dope. So mm-hmm. to see the fight that he was trying to, uh, no, I want to be taken seriously as an artist, like, this joint is blowing my mind because my aunt used to work in a Def Jam building. I remember when uh, college dropout, like, they weren't really pushing college dropout. They were just like, oh, yeah, Kanye, the producer. And he was just, like dame said in the thing he was oh no nah, that's that's jay west that's the producer like i remember mm-hmm. they wasn't taking <laughs> him seriously mm-hmm. so to get this perspective and seeing basically oh well you got to bet it all on yourself like if they ain't gonna believe in you if you ain't gonna believe in you they ain't gonna believe in you and for him to have this this bravado of now nah, I'm, I'm a rapper yeah I'm I'm making beats for y'all but I really want y'all to hear me rap like I ain't gonna lie to you I don't I I almost don't want to watch the third part because it's gonna bring me to current Kanye but as of right now I agree with you it's (laughs) it's humanizing him Mm -hmm. it's making you root for this guy again because you remember um Man, when Jesus Walks first came out, I remember as a Christian being like, "Yo, <laughs> this is bold! Like I've never heard anything like this from an artist that was supposed to like from a, a secular artist." And that to me, that was one of the the that and through the wire because I remember the three the wire when the making of the three the wire video um, on MTV. But when Jesus Walks hit, and just like you. It made me go back and re-listen to the college dropout. Top to Yes. yes. <laughs> Top to bottom. I was like, it's, nah, it's I gotta It's funny go
1: because I didn't even know. I really thought that that was um, Bernie Mac. I didn't know that was D-Ray. <laughs> I really thought that was Bernie Mac. I'm like, dang, you got Bernie Mac up here? That's live. So then when they did, you know, when they was going back and forth, when he kept saying, without an arm, I spit. I'm like, yo, that's, that's d wow. Yeah. And then when he, when he brought on Jamie Foxx and Jamie Foxx ad-libbed that yep. whole thing, I'm like, yo, this is, this is nostalgic. Like, like, I remember like in the, in our college dorm listening and bumping it and, oh, uh, I don't know. I think I'm with yeah. you. Like I don't know if I want to watch further because then it's just yeah. gonna get worse, yo.
0: <laughs> Man, um, my brother also used to work in Dev Jam. So I'm um, college dropout. <sighs> Blueprint was 2003. So college dropout, we talking maybe oh five, oh six, maybe. Mm-hmm. And. I remember my brother bringing me all of these promotional, like it was a kit of promo CDs that were supposed to be coming out. And I had the Young Guns CD, I had Kanye CD, I had the Black album before it came out. Sorry, Statue of Imitation is over on this so and you know it works at that Jam. So <laughs> anyway, I had um, all of these CDs. So when college dropout came, I'm like, oh okay, this
1: is, this is kind of
0: cool. But listening to it back today, I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I really like this album.
1: Yeah, yeah, now, it goes hard.
0: Him getting Jamie Foxx on there and him getting um, watching Pharrell's reaction to Through the Wire because I, I like when I first heard the song, I'm like, why does he sound like this? But then when I heard the, the concept of why he did it, I was like, oh, that's dope. So yeah. seeing Pharrell's reaction and being like, "Yo, did you catch why he like what he's doing?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that giant, yep. it, it brought me back, and um, it made me appreciate two, the 2000s because sometimes it gets clouded with the the lean, with it rock, with it, in the Little John era. But there right. were some glimmers of <laughs> uh, bright spots in the 2000s, and Kanye's. Uh, emergence so to speak and him getting a grammy like all of that stuff is uber Damn. dope my personal faves though um depending on the day it changes between graduation and late registration
1: yeah i i agree i think the first three records really showed like he was just hungry and I love graduation. I yeah. I I oh man, like <laughs> he went hard on that. And um late registration, that's the one with what's up there.
0: That's the joint with uh Brandy uh never um bring me down, the joint with game crack um
1: oh okay, okay. that's
0: that crack music nigga. Yeah. that real black music. Um what else is on late registration? The intro with uh Adam from Room Five. Mm-hmm. Nothing Last Forever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But so you
1: didn't like anything after graduation?
0: 808's and Heartbreak, I couldn't get when it first came out. I had a breakup and listened to it again, and then I was like, oh shoot, this is what this <laughs> album was supposed to be. Because I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear it with those ears when I was in that relationship I was like mm-hmm. what are you doing Kanye cuz coming off of graduation I was like what is this right so I kind of I shelved it had a breakup listened to it and I was like oh shoot I like I like um I like 808s and I like my beautiful dark but in terms of my two favorites I can play registration and graduation tomorrow, top to bottom. Like, I'll play certain songs to my Beautiful Dark and I'll play certain songs from 808s, but Mm -hmm. I'm talking about track one and listen through the end, like, oh, wait, it's over? I'll do it all day with graduation and um, late registration.
1: Right. He even had, like, people dressing like him. You see how his style was and he had the collar shirts. (laughs) with the book bag. And I remember all the guys on campus started doing that. And I'm like, yo, they whack, yo. Why they <laughs> doing that? I
0: ain't gonna hold you. Um I was into polo before, but I got heavy into polo after Kanye and college dropout. And mm-hmm. Anything that had the bear on it, the, the, the polo bear at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need it. I, like, even now. <laughs> I need it. I don't necessarily care about the normal stuff. With the, Give me the stuff with the bear on it. Shirts, t-shirts, sweat, whatever. Give me that. Um, but he, he did influence the way people dressed. I mm-hmm. remember um, we would put more emphasis on how we look because that you're talking about coming from 5 XYTs and jeans that were three sizes too bigger than they needed to be right. into this more tapered uh, jerseys and rugby shirts and I remember the, the polo rugby store that used to be downtown and the first time I went in there I'm like what? But I, Kanye I attributed uh-huh. to watching him seeing him in, in, in different magazines seeing him on the videos I'm like yo this is a fly nigga Yeah. Yeah. and just taking that and being like all right well let me let me try to incorporate this let me let me grab some stuff from here um, I can't get from jersey so to speak because that was all whole blowing jerseys yeah. up and putting mitching mess on another stratosphere but um <laughs> when I watched it I'm like yo how the the foresight for Cootie to record everything from him like making beats to the signing his first contract at the table like even a moment like what I thought was so dope was yo you caught these moments with his mom that you can't put a price on these anymore
1: right right
0: you can't put a price you can't be like oh well let me see if I can uh pull up this picture let me see let me see if my aunt got this picture or remembers this story with my mom, you can literally look at it and be like, nah, this is her in the, live in the flesh, talking to you. Right. And just that the foresight dope. of, yeah, just having all of that recorded and never released until now. Granted, it's rollout time, to West 2 is supposed to be coming out. And so it all is a snowball into, you know, the marketing plan for this album. But yeah. It, it humanizes Kanye. It makes you... It gives you the, oh, like you said, empathy. It gives me empathy now. Like, yeah. And then you remember present day. Right. You, you see him, him reposting
1: stuff from the shade yeah. room and like, oh, this nigga, yo. <laughs> like, I, <it's, laughs> I just felt bad for you, and now you're doing this? Like, <laughs> uh.
0: I saw a meme that said, uh, "I want Kim and Kanye to let us out the group chat. Like, I'm I'm finished. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to be in it no more." And <laughs> it, I always said, with no uh, concrete evidence, that when his mom passed was when, like, that was it for him.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And I would be the guy at the, the concerts, listening to the our rants and being like I understand the message it's just that the message it, like is is blocking you from what's actually being said and I always felt like yo when his mom passed you can like you said she was the one that was like keeping him grounded so to speak or she mm-hmm. was the one that was able to talk to him and put some sense into him
1: right now
0: no nigga, one <laughs> this nigga talking to Elon Musk, this nigga talking to all these fashion people and Oprah and Tommy Hilfiger. like this you on a different plane now.
1: Yeah. Totally different. What was your so with you being and this may be off subject, but with you being a huge Jay-Z fan, what was your thoughts when they split up? When they when Kanye you know, when they stopped talking, and Kanye was talking trash and all that.
0: That was that was part of my. All right, I I ain't really feeling this nigga at the moment. That was a part <laughs> of that. That was that was all intertwined in that because. Yeah. I was still trying to give the music a chance. That's why mm-hmm. I li- I've listened to everything, uh. Every album since Jesus, I've listened to, and. I've kind of been, like, on at the height of my Jay-Z fandom and them not really messing with each other, it was, I hate it before it even comes out. I would right. listen to it and be like, yep, see, told you, I hate it. But, <laughs> but then going back and being like, no, I, I, I actually do hate this. This has nothing to do with ties the hold. Like, this, this is just not good. Yeah. But, yeah, I was on the, the side of, oh, yeah, this nigga's wowing. <laughs> because you would see perception is crazy. You would think, oh well, nah, he's on the Jays. Like when his mom passed, he was on like a, he was around Jay and Beyonce. So like you can tell, like um, they were trying to keep him grounded. The one thing mm-hmm. about Kanye, I will say, when his mom passed, he should have never did that tour, uh, the Glow in the Dark tour. Even though that was my one of my first concerts that I went to. I, don't, I think he should have kind of fell back like he did after the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. But I was on offensive, of, yo, this is my man. I'm, like I said, Rockefeller, the army. I, I watched you basically grow into who you are and for you to be like, oh, nah, Jay trying to kill me. And I'm like, all right, fam, All right.
1: <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, that was out of control, man. And I don't think they ever got back to how they were.
0: To be honest with you, I don't think they ever will. Uh, Especially with the alleged that uh, Kim's friend was the girl that uh, inspired Lemonade. Um, Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Yes,
0: one of Kim's friends inspired Lemonade. And that's one of the reasons why jay <laughs> didn't go to the wedding was because beyonce was like no that's not happening i'm sorry right okay yeah well, i got yeah. one last thing for you oh wait, again
1: no no i was just gonna say the documentary is really good i enjoyed it it just like you said i don't know why i just was like cheesing the whole time i was smiling i was it made me happy
0: Same. Like, but that's that's what i'm saying the same thing. Um, because as a fan of just music in general, you're looking at this uh, this this coming of age story and you're like oh this come on somebody give him a deal come on he's doing all this stuff for y'all <laughs> but like like I said earlier you you almost have to bet on you not almost you have to bring it full circle mm-hmm. you know you want a different position you can't just be like, oh, well, somebody's gonna eventually give me something. Nah, nigga, I'm I'm dope. Let me train the yeah. next nigga because I'm out of here. But you you gotta have that confidence in yourself because if you don't, nobody else will nobody else will know the potential that you have to put you in a position to say, all right, well, prove it.
1: That's true. That is so true. And he brought in a lot of Chicago people too. That's one of the things
0: that I did like too, was that he was very Chicago, Chicago, yeah. Chicago. I'm putting people from my city on the videographer Chicago, D Ray Chicago, this mm-hmm. this person, that person Chicago. And mm-hmm. <laughs> even in even in that, you can see where it changed from let me shout out Chicago all the time to all right. My thing, I'm eating with Oprah and uh Elon. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> Chicago's home, but yeah, let's not say that too loud.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, before I let you go, you know, as is customary up here, I just need a show or movie or video or whatever documentary that you're looking at for the folks.
1: Um, I think I'm watching what everybody else is watching. I'm watching Bel Air. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Inventor Anna. You seen that?
0: That was gonna be mine, but I'll let you you take that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I am. I do like it. I have a question for you. Yes. If someone scams you, but you're dumb enough to <laughs> give them your information, money, whatever it is, are you a victim or are you as equally responsible?
1: I think you are equally responsible. All right. Because she could have said no. Did you see the whole thing?
0: I haven't finished it. Okay. Because we're going to come, we got a lot of conversations to have because we still got to talk. Girlfriends. Yes. And Vin Anna. Oh, yeah. I I need ploys to uh, to keep you coming back. So, yeah, this is a conversation we're going to have again (laughs) when you come back up.
1: Yeah, so when you finish when you finish inventing Anna, I go to I think Netflix got it. It's the actual 2020 interview of the actual Anna. Mm-hmm. So it's like the real interview of her when she got out of jail. All
0: right, I, I'll, I'll throw my. I don't know
1: uh, if so. I ruined anything for you. <laughs> no, no, you
0: okay? Did. Because with. Well, yeah, you knew she was things,
1: in jail. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. The majority of these things, these people get slaps on the wrist. They do a, a certain amount of years, then they get out. And, like, but if for her to have it, that's a whole conversation for another time. I was going to say, yeah. I wonder if she signed off on this doc and was like, yeah, you know what? Do this. <laughs> but we're going to have you back up here to talk about that. Mine. Since you've been talking about Jean mm-hmm. yes je the Kanye trilogy uh since you're gonna be watching uh who invented the uh, who invented Anna and mm-hmm. it's already on Netflix just stay there and watch uh genius Pelism. this has been great yes I
1: Thank you for tell having then. me. I appreciate this. This has been a really great conversation.
0: Anytime. Anytime. See, I don't just bring you up here for foolishness. We can do foolishness, <laughs> but I don't want to waste your time. Tell Then go ahead and um, go on that uh, NASCAR team. Yes. Shoot, <laughs> tell, them to, tell them to employ the black drivers or black pit crew and all that other right. stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Folks, get your excuses ready. Ty, please be careful until baby drops. Uh, And then at that point, let Dank raise her or him. I don't know if you (laughs) feel like telling people what it is and I don't want to ruin that if they haven't known already. But yeah, (laughs) my mother used to tell me you just raise the first kid and let them raise everybody
1: else. I hear that. (laughs) I like that.
0: <laughs> Go let your brother do it. T- tell your brother to take it.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Teach you how to clean up. Yeah. But <laughs> thank you so much. I'm gonna let you get back to your family. Tell them I appreciate you for uh, letting me have this time. That's usually theirs.
1: No doubt. Thank you for having me, and can't wait to be back on. and Oh no,
0: we're gonna work on. We're gonna work on that. We're gonna work okay. on it. I gotta get you in here before April. So. Yeah. <laughs> i gotta get you in before april before you want to kill any and everybody because you slept two hours and you have to feed every two seconds but yeah right. before April.
1: <laughs> okay got you thank
0: you so much have a great weekend <laughs> up with this list something the whatever face podcast
1: oh but you at least gotta get the name right
0: <laughs> is that Did not it?
1: Whatever face. Is, it, is, it, is that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Was whatever face. face pocket. I thought yes. you were just uh. missing it. I'm like.